Hello and welcome to Ponder Well, a podcast devoted to the simple practice of reflecting on truth. I am Jillian Edwards, your host, and I really hope that this is a place for you to check in with your thoughts and practice remembering what's true and ultimately pursue peace right where you are. Each episode is designed to help you and me thoughtfully and prayerfully look at our lives, every detail, season, situation, and circumstance through the lens of the faithfulness of God. It's about fighting autopilot mode in our hearts and minds and actually making a practice of consuming and believing and dwelling on the truth about who God really is and who we really are in Him and then letting those thoughts steer our lives. Last week, we reflected on the firm foundation of our identity in Christ as our place to stand in the armor of God. We want to think about this armor of God as a privilege and a promise secured for us in Christ rather than an impossible to-do list to strive for in our own strength. Today we'll be reflecting on truth as part of the armor of God, truth that's laid out for us in Christ to arm ourselves with. But we'll start by reading the passage as a whole. So this is the word of the Lord, Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 17, the armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The very first part of the armor of God Perhaps the innermost layer of this armor fitted for you and I who have placed our trust in Christ is truth, the belt of truth. If we consider the physical nature of armor and of all these pieces shown to us here in Ephesians 6, the belt of truth is the innermost part. Getting dressed for battle, you probably wouldn't pick up a shield or put your shoes on or put your breastplate on or your helmet on before you first buckle a belt securely around your waist. The belt of truth is first. And without it, how could the other pieces of armor function? How could we hold up the shield of faith if we don't also have truth to believe and hope from? The belt of truth is first. 
Why do we need truth as armor? Because the enemy's weapon of choice is lies. In John chapter 8, verse 44, Jesus calls the devil, quote, a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies, end quote. If we, living from our true identity, believe we lack nothing in Christ, if we believe we have been raised to walk in newness of life, that all the sin of our flesh, our old self, has been crucified with Christ, and that death has been defeated once and for all, but we have eternity ahead where there is no more suffering, and we will see everything made new and everything restored. What lies might the enemy try to plant instead? If this is truth, this is what is true about God and what is true about us. We know that anything that opposes it is a lie and is the work of the devil. So we can be sure that when we start to wonder, to consider that maybe we don't actually have everything we need in Christ, when it starts to get hazy and we start to form little beliefs based on what we can see and not based on the promises of God. When we form little beliefs based on our own personal tally marks of how good we are or how many times we've missed the mark. When we start to act and think like our true identity is actually tied eternally to our sin rather than eternally tied to Christ. When we start to act and think like we believe our darkness is not overcomable, that it is unforgivable, unredeemable, that it stains us forever and life on earth is just about trying to clean ourselves up the best we can. When we forget our true identity, we can be sure it is the work of the enemy. And then when we're holding that true identity, the enemy opposes and might whisper some lie there too, like it may be our true identity that we're loved by God, but there's no way it's a gift. That's something we've got to work for, something we've got to earn, something we've got to perform for and prove that we're deserving, which of course is an impossible order because we could never earn the love of God. It's only a gift and it's for the broken for the needy, for the tired and weary ones at the feet of Jesus. What's true is that we are beloved and made new, pursued and purified, whole and holy in Christ, lavished with love and fully welcome in the family of God, created to do good works in Christ, bringing God glory. It is no wonder why truth is given to us as our armor in this life because lies are the enemy's go-to weapons. But we can oppose the enemy with truth. He will surely speak to us in his native language and we must speak back in our native language. As children of God, truth runs through us. Truth is the language we learned when we placed our trust in Christ. And our first words were Abba, Father. We 
know who we are because we know who our Father is. In John 14, Jesus says to his disciples, I am the way and the truth and the life. Just as we discovered in Psalm 23 over and over again, our work is not to find our own way through our lives, but to stay close to the shepherd who is the way. Just the same, perhaps, our work when we want to know what's true about God and about us in the everyday stuff of our lives. We know truth in it by knowing Jesus in it. Our work is to be close to him, to let him show us what's true, to be open, awake, alert to his voice, to pursue his voice, to seek out ways to learn and listen to the native language of God to fill our minds with truth and even to seek out ways to resist learning and listening to the native language of the devil, which is lies. May we come to God under a canopy of grace and invite him to teach us what is true. Today, may we arm ourselves with truth. May we clothe ourselves with Christ. I hope today's episode has steered your train of thought even the slightest bit towards surrender and away from striving. I want to invite you to subscribe and leave a review if you'd like to help other people find this podcast. And you can also find us on Instagram at Ponder Well Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Jillian Edwards, and I'll talk to you soon.